welcome to the Ask the Estate Agent podcast, here to give you the knowledge and inspiration to take the next steps in the world of property. Your weekly dose of property market updates, top tips on buying, selling, renting and investing in property. From your expert estate agents and through interviews with industry specialists. We're here to answer your questions. So here's your host, serial entrepreneur and estate agent, David Thomas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 14 of Ask the Estate Agent podcast. This week's episode is answering the many questions we've received concerning the subject of home staging. Firstly, what is home staging? Should you consider this for selling your home? What are the benefits and costs? And how do you go about actually implementing it as part of a marketing strategy? Now, to answer these questions and more today, we're delighted to welcome to the show this week Anna Hart. Now, Anna is an expert in this field and acts as an independent property consultant, helping homeowners and developers to successfully sell their properties. For over seven years now, she's created marketing strategies to achieve her clients' goals, whether that's getting the top price or a fast sale or both. Home staging is certainly one of her key expertise, and therefore I'm excited to have her on the show today to share her knowledge and expertise with you and to answer all the questions on this subject. So, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Anna to the show. So, Anna, welcome to the podcast today and thanks for giving up your time. You're welcome. Um, now, this show is all about helping people on the property, negotiating the property market and getting on the property ladder. And uh, home staging is a key part of the selling process and your expertise. So, how did you sort of get into that arena and what's your sort of background with it? Well, I used to work for a very large company that then decided they were closing the site. So I had this big opportunity to start from fresh. And I'd always enjoyed uh, working on my own houses, always been interested in that side of things. Um, Plus there was going to be a large number of people suddenly relocating. So I thought, you know what, I could help people find houses. And uh, helping them to to sell was sort of my secondary. So I thought I was going to be doing a lot of finding houses for people. And the work I actually got was a lot of helping people to sell. So I think I've only ever actually found one house for someone. Um, But my specialism became selling houses and selling them quickly and for as much money as possible because that was the work that I was getting. Um, And it also fits in. I'm a very creative person. I love making an impact and, and being able to point at something and say, look, I did that. So staging houses is one of those fantastic things because the the transformations you can create and the results at the end of it are very results driven so being Mm. able to say yep I did that it led to this sale we're done and dusted where's the next one it just fits really well with me great and so what does home staging usually involve when you're when you're going into properties and things like that what are the options available because you you know that you can rent furniture you can buy you can do all sorts of things so what what do you generally there's all See. sorts. So with with selling houses, there is a scale on absolutely every aspect that you look at. So you've got all sorts of different sellers, all sorts of different things that you can do. But staging basically means preparing and presenting a house for sale. And so if you think about that, the first thing you've got to know is what does a successful sale mean for each particular seller? So everyone's different. It might be that somebody needs to sell it immediately tomorrow and the the amount that they get doesn't matter quite so much to them. Or it might be that they've got a 100% mortgage and they absolutely have to get this amount of money, otherwise it's not gonna work out. So you've got to maximize the pricing. So the things that I will recommend that we do to the property 
very much depend on what it is that the seller needs to achieve. So my, my consultations always start out with a, with a chat. Um, they're always surprised. They always want to show me around the house. And I'm like, no, let's just sit down, have a cup of tea, let's have a chat, let's figure out what you need to do. Is that sort of understanding their driver then, their goal and what they're... Very much so. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because what I'm trying to do is achieve a successful sale. Mm. But until I know what that looks like for that particular seller... Mm. I could be suggesting completely the wrong things to them. Mm. So it's all about understanding what they need to achieve and then how we present the, the property is all designed to, to maximise the chances of achieving that success for them. Yeah. So staging can be from um, as complex as you've got an empty house, either it's just been refurbished or somebody's been lucky enough to buy a new house and move out before they had to sell it. Um, and so it could be as much as furnishing, dressing, making a full-on kind of show home, if you like. Mm. Um, so that's a lot of work and, and lots going on. Or it could be as simple as just advising people who are living in their home at the time, okay, you could do with just decluttering or maybe let's just shift the focus of this room back from an office to a bedroom, those sorts of little mm. things. But it's all done to, to design that place for the target market you know who that is, who mm. are you trying to sell to, and then you stage and present that house specifically to appeal to that person. So part of it really is understanding the buyer yeah, and what they're going to be looking at and yeah. then sort of creating the staging to match. Yeah, so, loads yeah. of people think that staging is just all about cushions and curtains mm. and flowers and <laughs> candles and pretty things, but actually that's styling. Yeah, Staging is about strategy. It's about knowing what you're trying to achieve for your seller then you look at who is the most likely person who's going to buy this place and then you design it so that you can fulfill the needs of both parties mm. and that's where a successfully staged house will sell just like that yeah. because you've designed it exactly for the person you want to buy it and you've done everything you can to achieve that successful sale so how does what's the difference between that and interior design then and where does that sort of fit or does it you know, marry together? Is it something Yeah, it does. So I would describe um, staging and styling a house as a particular branch of interior design. So it's interior design with a, a, a purpose. Mm. You are doing it specifically to appeal to the target market. Mm. So say you've got a flat to sell and it's had... Um, no, let's let's say it's a house actually. So it's a, it's a three-bedroom house. It's in a, a, a housing estate, um, but there's been a single guy living there. So it's, it's a little bit masculine. There's leather sofas, there's black and red on the walls. It's a bit minimal. It, mm. That's how it looks. But the area where it is, is typically a family area. So you're probably not going to appeal to your target market with a really masculine, minimalist type decor. Mm. So staging in that situation would be, well, let's just try and... Um, let's just try and make it a little bit more feminine or not necessarily feminine but just take some of the masculinity away and just balance it out so it will appeal to the family buyer who is most likely to want that house in that location mm. so that's the sort of thing that you're, you're thinking of um, and that's then the interior design part comes in in just thinking well how can we do this to make it appeal to those people great so what are the sort of benefits that that sort of come out from home staging what do you generally what Obviously, you've got the buyer, you're gearing it towards them. What are the benefits then to the seller? 
for the benefits for the seller are the fact that a properly well staged house will sell faster and for more money because you've done everything to appeal to that target market. It's basically like putting a flag outside and saying, this is for you. Mm. It's obvious. Um, I never try and make everybody fall in love with a house because that's impossible. We're all so different. We like Mm. different things. But with staging, what I'm trying to do is utilise a million tiny little details to create first impressions Mm. that nobody will hate, Mm. but... In doing that, you then make it more likely that somebody will fall in love with it. And when mm. if someone falls in love, that's when they open their wallets. Yeah. And that's what pushes the price up. And with all the um, sort of minimising the hate aspect, it's not about making it completely neutral, but it's just about m- maximising those chances that the target market will like it. Mm. So if you've done that job well and you've appealed to that target market, there's going to be more than one of them. And when there's more than one, you get competition and that bids the price up. And it also means it's not going to hang around on the market for very long. So it shifts quickly and it sells for the most money. And it's just, it's not rocket science. It just makes sense. And it's, I suppose it's reducing friction, isn't it? You're you're breaking down all the potential barriers and removing them so that it's much easier for people to see the property for what it is and what they're looking for. And yeah, absolutely. Just like you would in retail and any other industry trying to reduce the friction for somebody to buy it's mental the 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 housing market in the uk never ceases to amaze me and i just sometimes i feel like i'm banging my head against a brick wall but it's like imagine that you're buying a car and you're going to spend maybe 20 grand is quite a lot of money Mm. as far as i'm concerned for a car so you're going to spend 20 grand and you've got two options. There's one that's covered in mud and the, there's a hubcap missing and there's crisp packets and tissues in the footwell and there's a car seat in the back from a baby and smears all over the seats and there's yeah. a, a broken tail light or something like that. And then the one next to it, it's exactly the same age of car. It's got exactly the same mileage, mm. but it's clean. Everything is functioning. It works. Which one are you going to pay 20 grand for? It's obvious, but we don't do that with our houses. And we're spending 10 times that amount at least. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's all about that, look, realise the value of what you're trying to sell here and put in a little bit of equivalent effort. Yeah, yeah. No, I I quite often use that, especially if, you know, if you think of it at at a premium level of car as well, Mm. you know, when you're looking at Ferrari and Lamborghini and people, Brands like that, they would never ever present their car, you know, without it being totally immaculate and it's the experience and it's, you exactly. know, the whole thing. And yet, a house is that equivalent kind of value. And yet, we don't go to that same effort mm. to show it, to present it in the best possible way. And yeah. it, it is bizarre. It and is. I think. But what you've said about selling the experience, that's yeah. what, what it is all about. And that's one of the things that I try very hard to do when I'm staging a house. I'm selling a lifestyle. Mm. And most often that's an aspirational lifestyle. So yeah. um, most people are buying to move up the property ladder. You get towards the end and people are sort of downsizing whatever else. But they're usually buying a new house because their current one doesn't give them something. Mm. Or the future one is going to give them something that the current one doesn't. Mm. So it's aspirational. They're trying to achieve something that they don't have right now. So you've got to put that in front of them and make it really obvious. Um, And that's something that um, builders, uh, developers um, really understand. So they'll show a show home and they'll make it 
really kind of it's got the wow factor it's got mm. the luxury it's got that aspirational feel um, and so one of the things that I always try and do is is work out what are the sort of things that this particular property could give somebody who's lower down on the ladder that they don't have right now and really highlight that and it might be as simple as just putting a, um, a table and chairs out on the patio and setting one at an angle and putting a wine bottle with a glass and a book or just saying in the particulars, oh, just think about those summer barbecues. You, mm. you want to just give that obvious feel of this is what this place could give you. This mm. is the sort of life you could have if you lived here. And hinting at it with things yeah. is just such a, you show it to them. Yeah. You make you're, it real. You're creating a vision and a lifestyle yes. as much as just marketing the house. Yes, exactly. So you're making them see it from a different perspective. Almost. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. what marketing um, as a whole has always understand. You don't sell features, you sell benefits. Mm. That's what I try and do with staging. I'm trying to sell a summer barbecue. I'm not selling a patio. Yeah. It's an interesting way to... I don't think many people, many sellers would would think of it from that perspective. No. Think about how they can't. use the property and what what they like about it, the things yeah. that they enjoy about that property. Is it the garden in the summer? You know, is it their really modern bathroom or their amazing mm. kitchen with the breakfast bar? You know, all the things exactly. they enjoy about it but is kind of showing that. Because they're, they're moving because the house doesn't work for them anymore. Mm. So the, all they see is the negatives because they're living there. They're too close to it. Yeah. Um, so with with coming in with fresh eyes and, and having that conversation with them about what they're trying to achieve from the sale and everything else, I always make a point of going back to them and saying, why did you buy this house? Mm. Because I want them to tell me why they fell in love with it. Because if I know why they bought it, I can replicate that and make someone else feel those things and, mm. and make them those things obvious to those yeah. new people. And then we'll most likely be able to sell it again. But when they're, the, the sellers are, are living there and they're caught up in their frustrations of the house itself and life and all the stuff that goes on just gets in the way, they can't see it objectively no. so that's where somebody like me coming in can really yeah. help to to reset it back to what the house actually is as opposed to just what it doesn't give them anymore no that's a great question to ask actually i think every seller should ask that question Definitely. why did they buy it what what was the you know the attractive thing to them and then use that yeah absolutely because they bought it once they're the proof that you yeah. you can sell it and yeah. you need to know why they bought it in the first place no great so Obviously, staging is used a lot more in the US and Australia. The yes. market's there. You know, it's almost a given and, a, and a, a regular thing on the market. So why do you think that is and why, why hasn't it transitioned so much to the UK? Well, I've always considered that America in particular is kind of a few years ahead of the UK in quite a lot of things. And certainly it is in, in the property side of things. Um, so yes, it is completely normal for them to stage a house. They get it. They they totally understand the whole fact of if you want to do this well, then you put some effort in. Um, partly, I think it's down to sort of the country attitudes. I've visited America a couple of times, and, and one of the things that struck me was the attitude of um, almost seeming like the, the younger brother in a family relationship of all positive and optimistic and mm. go-getting. And if you think about the American dream and anything's possible and, and commercialism is, is just so so free over there. Everyone is mm. like, you can do whatever you want to. You just have to put the effort in and make it happen and, and it will happen. So 
that kind of attitude coupled with the fact that they have um, not only a seller's agent like we do over here but they also utilize a buyer's agent so you've got a professional on both sides of the table um, in England we only have um, a professional acting on behalf of the seller so that means that the buying process is almost a bit amateurish mm. so sellers can get away with not really being that pro mm. because the buying side isn't professional mm. in America there's a professional on both sides of the table so they push each other they, each one has to be professional because otherwise they'll lose mm. um, so I think that's part of the reason why it hasn't kicked off quite so much over here because sellers can get away with doing a lot less because mm. the buyers are amateur um, but it, again I think it's a timing thing I think that the the market the way that we do things in this country is absolutely prime for disruption I think that online estate agencies have gone a certain way towards changing the way that stuff works mm. um, but I think there's there's still some some shaking up that could be done yeah particularly on that the way the buyers come onto the market I suppose and whether buying agents would take off or mm. you know you obviously see it a little bit in London and the higher end of the market where they utilize that service but um, it'd be interesting to see if it becomes more mainstream more like the US where you have two professionals on both sides yeah it would be a really interesting thing to see and I think I'd, I'd like to see that it all comes down to what people are used to though and what people mm. are prepared to pay for yeah um, and whenever you're asking someone to put their hand in their pocket and pay money for something that they they didn't have to before that's always going to be met re with resistance yeah um, but with that I think market conditions will be a driver for that so if you get to a situation like um, when you've got a really competitive market and, and buyers are losing out on houses because they're just not there at the right time, they're not quick enough, mm. having a professional in that situation could give them the edge. Mm. So that's where it, it could come in a lot more. And then once people have had a good experience in one situation, maybe they'd continue using it for the future. But yeah. I think it's something that has to be driven by pain. Otherwise, why, yeah. why would people pay more money for something yeah. that they could just do for free? So, uh, yeah, the market conditions, I think, will have a lot to do with that. And, and who knows what other regulations will come in and how they'll change the way we do things anyway. So it yeah. might be as a response to that sort of thing as well. Yeah. So with the market conditions, what do you see as being the driver for using home staging? What sort of market conditions would it be most used it's the extremes for? really so yeah. when things are really slow and prices are low there aren't that many buyers when stuff just isn't shifting that's where staging definitely comes in because you can quite easily elevate yourself and if there's only one house selling a week then staging is the thing that can make you that one house mm. it, it puts you head and shoulders above the rest yeah. um, and then on the flip side when things are really competitive okay there's loads of buyers things are selling all over the place but there's still a win that can be done there by mm. selling uh, quicker and also for as much money as possible yeah. so that's where staging again comes in and it helps give you the edge so yeah when stuff's just rolling along all right and it's just kind of fine mm. then maybe people don't see the need but if there's an extreme of market conditions then that's where staging can give you the edge mm. great and are there any situations or circumstances you'd say staging isn't appropriate or it's an interesting scenario? question that one so um i suppose it almost goes back to what you said about understanding their goals yes because as soon as you get that you almost get a steer then as well of 
would it be suitable for that particular property or what they're trying to aim for yeah there's um so there's two sides to that um i would always recommend staging yeah because if you're going to do something to my mind you may as well do it to your best ability so and staging will help you to do that but the the typical sort of property that people would think oh goodness heck we can't stage that there's absolutely no point would be the sort of one where somebody's um maybe someone's passed away um it's not been looked after for a very long time everything's a bit broken Mm. it just needs gutting and refurbishing Mm. so that kind of run down nasty looking place you would say okay there's absolutely zero point in staging that Mm. but i would say to you that the decision not to do anything to it is staging because Mm. staging is preparing and presenting a house for sale in a certain manner so if you know that your target market for that is going to be an investor or somebody who wants to buy something that they can add value to then leaving it in its current condition Mm. is actually staging yeah so there's that side of things then I would say to you that rather than saying there are houses where I wouldn't recommend staging, it's that there are lives that I can see that staging is not realistic. And it all comes back down to that sliding scale again about where sellers sit and what's most important to them and what's going on in their lives at the time. So the typical situation is a family where there's kids and life is just so ridiculously busy, adding in another element of stuff to do just isn't realistic for them. And in that situation, unfortunately, it's just one of those where that seller will have to accept what they're offered Mm. as opposed to being in control of the situation and achieving the absolute top end of the market and that's fine it's not not everybody needs to get the absolute best it's Mm. not realistic for everyone to to be aiming that high Um, and as long as it gets them what they need then that's absolutely fine so it's not a case of it being appropriate it's more it's a case of being realistic yeah no, I mean, have you got any top tips that you can give our listeners that if they think or they're in that scenario at the moment, or maybe they're stuck on the market, yeah. they've been on the market for a long time, they've looked at price, it's not that, mm. but they're just not getting that interest. Yeah. What sort of tips? Oh, there's so many. But so if, if someone's been stuck on the market for a while, then basically what you need to do is change something. If you just sit around doing the same old, same old, you'll get the same old, same old. Mm. So you've got to kickstart a change. And the best way, if you've been on the market for more than, say, three or four months, is to do a relaunch. Mm. So my advice is take it off the market. It seems weird, it seems counterintuitive, but take it off. Give buyers a rest. Your buyers have been on the internet 24-7. They are living and breathing this house search. They've seen you enough and they've not come round so give them a rest from you and then go away and change what you're going to present to the market on your relaunch on your relaunch so do some stuff to the house do some staging stuff and i can go through some of the things that well mainly it's decluttering Mm. um so the usual reason that people are going to be moving is because they want to move to a bigger house so they've outgrown the one they're in you cannot let any buyer think that this house is too small hmm. because if it's too small for you and it's obvious it's they're going to think immediately oh it's too small for me too so they're going to yeah. go el- away and elsewhere so one of the the biggest things and i say it to absolutely everyone i go and help is the 50 percent rule which basically means any surface or any fitted storage take at least half of it out and then rearrange what you've got there so that it's taking things more from storage to display 
Right. And that is displaying not just stuff, but space. You've got to show space. So make sure that for any fitted storage, so that's fitted wardrobes that are going to be staying put when you leave, the cupboard under the stairs, um, other cupboard storage that's actually fitted, the garage, for example, mm. make sure that they can see from the entry point all the way to the back wall because that's how they'll see how big it is. Mm. So if it's a wardrobe, clear a space between the hangers so they can see the back wall just clear a load of stuff get a storage unit if you need to put stuff in your mum and dad's attic in your car you'll be amazed what you can fit in cars cars are brilliant because <laughs> you can park them down the street nobody knows your stuff is still there but it's yeah. out of the way so 50% rule is brilliant and then the other thing I would say would be focus on the view from the door because for every room that is the first impression usually photographs will be taken from the doorway not always but usually and certainly when you have viewings the first impression is from the door so focus on that view and make sure that it looks great and that mm. you can ideally see from the door to the far wall yeah. make sure everyone ca can get to the window because that's how people orient themselves in the house mm. um, but basically clear your stuff out because that is the number one thing that's going to make a massive difference um, mm. and then once you've done that it's it's a new look for new photographs it will look different so when you do then relaunch onto the market a few weeks later it's not obvious immediately to those buyers who've already seen you that it's the same house yeah so they'll give you a second look yeah. and that's what you need that's absolutely what you need nice no, and brilliant tips there so how can people reach out to you then if they want to employ you or get your advice and expertise how could how is it best for people to get in touch well, the, the first stage that I usually do is um, if somebody's interested in, in some help with selling is I'll do a house visit. Um, so getting in contact through my website, which is anahartconsultancy.co.uk. Um, I've got a Facebook presence as well, but basically just get hold of me and then I'll come around and do a house visit. And in that first visit, um, I ch usually charge 87 85 for this, but this means that I can give absolutely every single piece of advice that I can think of mm. during that visit. Um, that then gives everyone the information that they need to make decisions yeah. based from. Um, everyone's different. The, the sorts of things that they'll want to go on forwards from will be different. But if I've given them all the information I possibly can, they can then go away and make a decision. And that might be that they go and do things themselves. It might be that they want me to do all of it. It might be that they want me to do some of it. But it just frees them up to make that informed decision. And then we can go on from there. And the sorts of things that I can do range from that, that minimum of a house visit and just giving them all the advice that, that I possibly can and that kind of um, sort of strategy and initial mm. support to the other end of the scale if they just hand me the he's leave and I'll sell it for them <laughs> and I love those to be honest um, yeah. I call myself the empty house super seller so and mainly because that's my favorite type of job I absolutely love an empty house yeah. I can furnish it I can make it look amazing I can get the absolute top whack for that because nobody's going to go in and move things yeah, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> um, and it just works really well so and, and particularly for people who are um, geographically challenged shall we say so they're not in the same place as the property mm. or they've got busy lives and they just don't want to be doing stuff themselves that's where the service that I offer really comes into its own um, and then for people who are sort of owner occupiers or if they want to do the work themselves um, I've realised that not everyone can afford to pay someone else to do it some people want to be able to do it themselves anyway so I've basically tried to write everything I know about staging into a book 
um, right. and so that exists for people who want to do it themselves and that's Brilliant. called how to sell your house for top price fast. and where's that available is that's it? available from my website it's also on amazon as is well. it great oh well, we'll put the links in the uh, show notes cool. and people will have it no great well i mean there's loads of great tips there loads of um real good takeaway things that people can implement especially if they've been on the market for a period of time and you know it's not moving um, or even considering putting their property on the market now you know these are things that will definitely have an impact so no really appreciate your time today Anna thanks for coming in and sharing all your expertise and knowledge with the listeners so, you're welcome uh, it's, been no. a, it's been a good chat thank no, you very great. much thank you and that concludes today's episode on home staging I hope you found it useful and that it's given you some great tips to take away and perhaps implement in your own marketing strategy. And if you need any further help or advice at all, please do reach out to Anna. Um, I'll put all her contact details and links to the book in the show notes so you can uh, contact her directly. So don't forget to contact us with any subjects you would like us to cover in future episodes, any questions you want answering. And thank you again for listening. And until next time... Goodbye for now. We look forward to answering your property questions and helping you with your next move. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Estate Agent podcast.